So welcome back to True Crime Tea Time. I'm your host, Randy Petey, and my honorary long-term guest, Jenny. <laughs> I'm <is> here. <laughs> um, today we are going to be talking about a case. It's so entertaining because I found it on TikTok. Oh, I so, love true crime side of TikTok. And it, there's this lady, I think she's a comedian, and I was going to look up her name, too, so I could, like, give her a shout-out. So, what's that? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I have a ring light, but it's, like, attached to nothing. It's, like, floating and somehow, like, attached to my desk, and it just moved. And I just, I have to reevaluate this situation another day. Don't die. Please don't die. <laughs> um, So, her name is Sarah Hester Ross. Okay. Um, and so she does this thing, she must live in Florida, and so she does this thing called, like, Florida Woman Wednesday, <laughs> and Florida Man Friday, and it's, like, all these crazy things that happen in Florida, and it's yeah. not necessarily, like, crime-related cases, just, like, crazy shit that happens in Florida. Yeah. So, um, she had, like, a short, and she does it to, like, music, it's so fun, I just said <laughs> to you. Um, so I came across this, and I was like, what, I need to know more about it, because, like, it was so shocking when I listened okay. to her short clip that I was like, right, wait. Because like TikToks are like a minute, right? Yes. So um, today we're going to be talking about the death of a James Schaefer. Okay. I don't want to say the lady's name because I want you to be surprised. Oh, Just I can't wait. The first episode. <laughs> okay. So Jacqueline, are you ready to spill the true crime tea today? I am always ready. All right. So um, just a little background about James. Um, so James lived in this small town, um, Deltona, Florida, which is like a half an hour north of Orlando. I've never been to Florida, so I have no idea where I I've is. been to Disneyland or World. And that's where Orlando is, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so half an hour north of there. <laughs> With his girlfriend of 17 years. Um, and him and his girlfriend have two children together and she also has one kid from like a previous relationship um that he kind of became the caretaker of which is yeah so the kid must be like a, an adult now at the yeah. end of this movie. um and he is a limo driver in the town so he, like works a lot of nights you know late into the evening, early morning. Um, but he's, like, pretty well-known in his company. And a lot of people request him fairly often. Oh, he must be fun. So, I guess he must be successful. <laughs> um, he was last... Is there a serial... Hold on. Is there a serial killer in your home right now? Because I just no. heard some banging. No, there's something going on, and I have no idea what it is, and I'm staying out of it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll revisit that later, but I just wanted to make sure you're okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not quite sure. Something on below me. Okay. <laughs> um, so James kind of disappears one night after work. Um, and he's last seen being like dropping off his limo at the company and his money from the ride and then getting into a car with an unknown person. Ooh. Um, so of course, you know, police are kind of wondering what's going on so their first logical guess is to talk to like his girlfriend and his neighbors and things like that um so they talked to one of his neighbors that lives like right across the street her name is angela stolt 
And, you know, him and Angela were like, they started off as acquaintances and, you know, living right across the street from each other. They kind of got to know each other and her being a night owl and him like working late nights. Like sometimes he would like be coming home and she'd be awake and they'd like, hey, out and have a beer, or, like casual. Like it wasn't anything. It wasn't romantic. Like he wasn't cheating on his girlfriend or anything like that. Like they were just friends and they hang yeah. out, whatever. So, um, so she was like a logical person to ask because they hung out. Yeah, they're friends. Um, so, you know, a little bit about Angela's background, because obviously she's going to play a huge part in this. And you can probably figure out that Angela is sus. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite word. <laughs> We've been playing way too much Among Us. Like so much Among Us. It's almost unhealthy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she, just a little bit about her. She, um grew up in a like a military type family so she actually was born in thailand she's not asian or anything like that but her family was in thailand because her dad was stationed there um so she was born there and like they move around a ton when she's growing up um i guess her dad was in the air force and they really didn't settle down and like stay in one place until Angela was a teenager and her dad retired from the military. So they ended up... That's pretty typical of the military. Like, yeah. How cool to, like, live in, like, a completely different country like that. Yeah, that would be so cool. The normal, like, country that people live in, like, Thailand? That's cool. Yeah, that is cool. (laughs) So um, they ended up settling down in Deltona. um, And Angela, you know as a person that's in the, that grew up with a military family, like she didn't really make a lot of friends. I mean, they moved around a lot, so it's hard to stay friends with people, especially back then, like technology and things like that. Oh, totally. Um, so when they ended up settling down, her childhood still really didn't change much. She still had trouble like making friends and, you know, kind of having those, people that are constantly around I guess um so that also carried over into her relationships (laughs) okay (laughs) she met her high school boyfriend and I think they were like 15 years old and they ended up getting married like really young like one thing I watched said they got married at like 16 which I don't know if that's legal in California or not Florida probably Um, like some parental consent or something I mean Florida's crazy though right so so yeah. that could have been the case. Um, but they they shortly after that ended up getting divorced. So it didn't last very long. I mean, right. a 16-year-old marriage would last. I don't know about you, but like I can't imagine being married to the people I dated in high school right now. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> so she ended up remarrying. Um, and had her first child when she was 20. Um, unfortunately, her and her second husband didn't work out either. So <laughs> they got divorced. And um, then she ended up remarrying a third time and was pregnant with her second child. Um, her third husband seemed like a good guy. I guess he had like a really good job. Um, and he ended up buying them like a home a permanent home in Deltona. So that was probably kind of nice for her and her relationship and stuff. So 
during the time that like she lived in Deltona and actually I think the house that she was at this time was the same house. Um, even though like her husband was providing for her and the kids, like they kind of had a rough relationship. Um, she reports that he had like hit her once and um, ended up like one night just taking off and leaving her with the kids. So she always kind of had that person that would take care of her. Um, you know, she had her high school boyfriend and she got divorced and married someone else. Then she married her other husband. Um, Did she so, have a job? I can't remember. Well, yeah, she must have because I think she worked nightlife or something too. No, she doesn't. Oh, okay. I don't think she really ever had much of a job. Okay. So um, when he took off, like you would kind of expect her to just find someone else. Right. Um, but she kind of wasn't upset about it and kind of ended up moving on. Yeah. So she was on assistance from the government, you know, to help pay for her children. And she did some like side jobs here and there. And she also helped James with some side jobs, but I don't think she ever really had like a full on like career. Like career. Yeah. So she just kind of thing did things here and there to like get by. Um, so when James is supposedly dropped off by this person that picked him up from the limo service. This is on April 4th of 2014. Um, that's the last time anyone sees him. So he kind of disappears off the face of the earth. <laughs> Weird. Um, his girlfriend said that she hadn't heard from him other than like some random text messages that were like, I don't know when you're going to see me again. Um, you know, I'll come back when it's safe. Like, Whoa, that's like mafia shit or something. You know what I mean? (laughs) So investigators were like, what the hell? What's going on? Yeah. Um, So they talked to, you know, the girlfriend, the neighbors. Um, They end up talking to Angela and find out some very interesting things about the two of them. So like I said, they're not having a relationship with each other. But she ends up like they end up finding out that she's the payee on his disability payments that are from this so he's on disability and i guess for some reason him and his girlfriend couldn't get a bank account or couldn't open a bank account somehow he had problems with money um which later on you'll find out more about that okay but um so he actually basically asked Angela, like, would you open an account and put my disability checks in there every month? Then I'll give you a hundred dollars out of the check. And so it was like a twelve hundred or fourteen hundred dollar check. Whoa. And he would give her a hundred bucks, um, just for basically having a bank account. So she was probably like, Okay, why not? <laughs> uh yeah, but also this makes her look way more sus. Yes. Than <laughs> when you first started this. <laughs> really? Well, like- even better oh no okay so um she decides that like yeah we'll go ahead and do that um and shortly thereafter um she realizes kind of why he doesn't have a bank account because the account is very frequently overdrawn oh just really bad at money But, you know, investigators, when they talk to her, like, it's just a quick conversation trying to gather information. I don't think they're, like, at that point thinking, oh, he's actually missing. 
because they have the texts that were recent and all that stuff. And so, people just don't take missing person cases that serious in the first, you know. when they're, like, full-grown adults with children. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, they're probably on a bender. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Um, and depending on the person, I mean. Yeah. I went missing. I told my parents, you better bet I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Like, I'm in constant contact with, like, you or, like, Dan. Like, if, no. I feel like if, yeah, if we're not exchanging a voice text message at least once a day, I feel like you know that there's something, like, I'm missing. Do you know what I mean? Like, and one time when you went camping, if you wouldn't have told told any of us, we would have thought you were, like, dead. Okay, I literally, <laughs> people thought I was dead. <laughs> <laughs> I had a friend thought that I had that gone missing. <laughs> well, yeah. so their conversation with her is pretty quick. Nothing strange, so they kind of just leave their number with her and leave to go about their business. Um, so they do continue to look into James and find out that besides like the overdrawn bank account and things like that, he has a lot of other financial problems. He, I guess, like gambles his money away. Mm-hmm. He, it was discovered that he hadn't like paid a bunch of bills. Is that so why it's not safe? The water was turned off. Mm-hmm. And he also had like a bookie that he used for his gambling addiction that he owed like, a, bu- a bunch of money to. Well, now the bookie's not looking very good. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, it's a good thing that all of his money was actually going into that account then, honestly. Well, it was just the disability money. Yeah, that's. I guess that's what I mean. Like the money he needed yeah. to like survive off of because. Yeah. Um, but also at this point, like, wouldn't the girlfriend look kind of suspicious because the water was turned off? Why didn't she say like? Oh, they live together. Of course. Yeah. yeah, that's weird. So, I don't know. It's very strange, but regardless, um, they also look at like the joint checking account with Angela and realize that that's empty. They see all the overdraft fees. So they're kind of like putting two and two together. They're like, Hey, he's got a money problem. Yeah. And like goes back to the text messages about him saying like, I'll come back when it's safe or whatever. Is this bookie like after him? Like what, what's going on? So with all that new information, they end up kind of switching focus on more of like, who's this bookie? Like who is yeah. that he owes money to? Um, or the girlfriend, like, is she upset because he hasn't been paying the bills? Like, is it sure. one of two of those people? Right. I My eye now is on the bookie, but I don't, I feel, I feel like there's more to the story. So I'll let you continue sure. before I make. <laughs> um, so there's also text messages between like him and his friends saying, you know, that he'll come kind of the same thing. Like I'll come back when it's safe. Someone's following him. So that leads them to kind of go a little more towards like the bookie. Theory. Yeah. And they, you know, track his phone as good detectives do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they couldn't really find his exact location because it kept like moving around. Yeah. But they could see by the pattern of movement that was like leading away from the town that they thought that he was he was on the run like right it his location was moving over moving all around frequently and they just kind of thought like oh yeah he's trying to hide from someone right yeah so with all that said i mean i guess i could see why they wouldn't take it very seriously i don't know if i would either that's like a lot of evidence 
And I mean, I know the phone moving isn't exactly him in person. Like the phone could just be on somebody, but like, if I was a detective, I'd be like, well, it looks like everything adds up here to like him being on the run. So yeah, I think, I think I wouldn't take it as seriously either. And I mean, I don't know how much it costs for like investigations like these, but you just think about like the cost involved in. Oh yeah. You know, all of that. Plus it's probably like a smaller town. And Mm -hmm. so I don't know if they really would put that much resources into it. Yeah, you're right. Well, they don't want to cause like up, excuse me, up, uproar within the town. If Mm -hmm. there's not actually a murder that's been placed, not uproar, but like we, you don't want to freak everyone out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they decide to, you know, revisit Angela, see if like there's any additional information she has. Like, has he reached out to her? Um, Maybe she's even helping him hide from the bookie. Like, yeah. they be good friends. So, it, you know, wouldn't... Yeah, it would make sense. She might not, you know, she might help him. Um, so when they go back to talk to her, she, you know, swears up and down, like, I don't know where he is. She also shows them text messages that she received that were, like, pretty consistent with what everybody else did. And she even offered, like, to let the detectives go into her house and, like, look around if they, you know, really wanted to see if he had been there or was there hiding out. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, you're going to take her up on that if she's letting them. Yeah. Um, and they go through her house and, like, don't find any evidence that he's there. Um, so they go in. There's no sign of him. But they do report that her house is, like, in a complete disaster. Like, it's a mess. There's, like, dirty clothes everywhere. Uh. The house is filthy, um, and they actually say it's, like, one of the worst houses they've ever been in. Well, I mean, she could just be, like, a hoarder, like, not clean, messy, like, person. But I wouldn't invite anybody into my home if it looked like that. (laughs) Um, And at at some point, she ends up going down to the station, um, and she tells the investigators that you know, in, in her original statement, she said, like, oh, I haven't seen him, whatever. But when she goes down to the station, she changes her story. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, okay. You know, that's bad. Yes. <laughs> um, so she tells them she, act, in fact, did see James the day that he disappeared. And um, he was bringing her money for the overdraft fees. So, like, oh. he was bringing money to her. Um, she tells them that he, when he got there, he was in a car with another person and basically just gave her the money and left. Yeah. He also tells them she did see him a few days later. Oh, okay. Same car and with the same person. So. And did she mention maybe why she didn't want to mention it sooner or? Um, she didn't mention why she didn't say anything, but she did tell them like that she told him, hey, the police were here. Like, they're looking for you. And he, like, begged, or she begged him to, like, just go to the police, tell them what's going on. And he said that, no, he wouldn't do that because people were out there looking for him. And that yeah. was the time that she says she saw him. Okay, fine. So, so she's really, uh, for what it sounds like she was really looking out for him by not. Yeah. Maybe. Like, she thought that she was doing the best. Yeah. Yeah. And I could see that. Um, so, 
of course, at this point, the investigators are like, what the heck, you lied to us. <laughs> so the investigators like look into Angela's story a little bit more and things just don't really add up. They continue to visit her at her house like almost every day and beg her to like help them, try to bring him home, like try to get him to come back somehow. Yeah. But of course that doesn't work. <laughs> As we know. Uh, yeah. Um so by April 21st, so this was April 4th that he disappeared. Mm-hmm. So April 21st almost what is that? Almost 2 weeks later? Yeah. About- um the police do end up launching a missing person investigation. So almost 2 weeks later. They're finally like, okay, he's missing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a long time to be covering up a murder. uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And um, during the time, like, James' parents were, like, receiving text messages from him, too. Like, saying that he's on the run and he's hiding from someone and all this stuff. And then it takes quite a turn. (laughs) Okay. Are you ready for this? I don't know. Hold on. Let me open another drink. <laughs> let me take a sip. <laughs> Perfect. We no, didn't have it at the beginning. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, around the same time that they launched the missing person investigation, there's a report of a 911 call from Angela's sister. Okay. And Angela's sister is reporting that Angela is mentally unstable mm-hmm. and she's threatening to harm herself. Okay. And when was the call? Like that was, this it was the happened. 21st? Around the 21st. So around okay. the same time that they're doing this missing person investigation. Okay. So the authorities end up taking her into custody and, you know, they don't want her to hurt herself. I yeah. think their biggest concern at the time. Right. Um, and she tells them she wants to talk to the lead investigator on James's case. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, she's like upset, crying, and the investigators are like, "Oh, we got her! Like we made a breakthrough on the case." Yes. Um, like she's gonna admit something, right? Exactly. Yeah. So they read her her Miranda rights, and she tells them she wants a lawyer. Okay. And so at that time, based on her saying she wanted a lawyer. They can't talk to her anymore without her being present. Um, And she says, so still during this, like, you know, they stop asking her questions, obviously. But she says to them, I wish you would have come into my house the first day you talked to me. We could have ended this before it got this far. Oh, I have chills (laughs) running. I like, I I don't know if you can see them, but I literally got goosebumps. (laughs) I do too. Holy shit. But, you know. Because she said that she wanted a lawyer, they couldn't ask her anything. And so, like, the lawyer... Oh, no, you're frozen. No, it was getting so good. Okay, you're back. <laughs> you're back. So, because she said, you know, she wanted a lawyer, they couldn't say anything further. So, basically, the detective just said, like, you said you asked for... You said you wanted a lawyer. I can't ask you anything else. Yeah. And they took her to a mental health facility... Mm-hmm. And a few hours later, she contacted them again and told the detectives that she wanted to make a statement. Okay. Without and a lawyer? With a lawyer? Like, what's happening? She All she said was she wanted to make a statement. Okay. And detectives were like, do you still, you said you wanted a lawyer. Do you still want to talk to us without a lawyer? And she said that she did, and she wanted to tell them 
exactly what happened to to James. Okay. <laughs> um. So, and I watched like interviews, like when they were interviewing her. Oh. And she definitely seems like upset and all of that. And she like mumbles to herself, like, "Oh, I feel like I'm hanging myself, like all of this stuff." And yeah, they ask her some questions, and she kind of avoids their questions directly. But she does admit to being the person that picked up James from his limo job on the 4th when he was right. like, Okay. Well, she says that she's the one that picked him up. Um, and it was around 3 a.m. And she picked him up because he reached out to her and asked her for help with some money. Okay. All about money. Yeah. And um, he asked her if her father would lend him $4,000. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> so Angela told Jimmy, like, I'll ask him. Um, but really, in the back of her mind, like, she never had any intentions of asking. No, of course not. Like, she's not dumb. Like, at this point, she's like, hell no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pay him back. She knows firsthand how bad at money he is. Like. Yes. So she was kind of tired of him, like, taking advantage of her, taking advantage of other people. And, you know, overdrafting on that account, because every time they'd overdraft, I don't know, it sounds like it was a link to her personal account, so it would take the money out of her Oh, account. yeah, for, like, overdraft protection yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and she couldn't afford it. I mean, she was already on assistance, and she couldn't afford all of the extra money being taken out. I mean, overdraft fees are, what, like, 30 bucks or something? Yeah. Like, that's not money. Yeah. <laughs> it happens time and time again. No kidding. So, she had basically decided that enough was enough and she wanted to pay him back so she picked him up and they you know went back to her house had some drinks um mixed with muscle relaxer oh my but... favorite pastime i'm just kidding kind of... <laughs> <laughs> around 5 a.m she told him that she would take him to her father's house to pick up the money mm-hmm. so it doesn't sound like they were drinking for very long like, and I, nobody is driving after even having one muscle relaxer and one drink. Like, maybe that was the excuse. Like, maybe that was her, you know, yeah. saying, I've had a muscle relaxer and some alcohol. I don't know, yeah. know what I did. Right. But regardless, they get in the car, and instead of driving him to her father's house, she drives him to like the cemetery. And basically, like, dropped the bomb on him, like, there's no money. <laughs> like, yeah. lied to you um, and said to him, how fun is it for someone to lie to you? <laughs> so, like, that was her kind of getting him back. Yeah. Um, now, this is where, so that was kind of what her plan had been. Right. To, like, bring him there and be like, gotcha! <laughs> right. Hey, money! Um, like, trying to teach him a lesson. Yeah. That came yeah. to her. Um, so she tells him like, there's no money and also tells him she's going to cut off the checking account and he's going to have to figure something else out. And by her recollection, he gets upset with her and threatens to kill her. So, (laughs) I mean, I could see that. I could see that happening. Um, B and she was scared. So she grabbed the first thing that was like near her to try and defend herself, which just so happened to be an ice pick. Okay. In Kentucky, was it winter? Wait, were they in Kentucky? Oh, Florida. 
No, there's no fucking ice in Florida, I just realized. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. I'm so dumb, but okay. Well, <laughs> no, I didn't even put that, put two and two together until you said that. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm from Minnesota, so there's right. always fear. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Florida does not have ice. Why does she even own an ice pick in the first place? But also, why is it in her car? And it just now went from a, haha, I was bringing you here to teach you a lesson to, I'm murdering you in a cemetery. <laughs> yes. Um, so she grabs the ice pick and stabs him in the eye with it. <clears throat> <laughs> and I guess he's still like yelling that he needed the money. And he continues. He's still worried. He's literally blinded in one eye right now, probably in so much pain. And he goes, I need the money. Like, now fixed his eye. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, fair. <laughs> so, um, supposedly, he continues to go after Angela. And so she picks up the next thing that she can find, which just so happens to be a rope. And so she wraps it around his neck and she strangles him. Okay. So it's now James is dead. <laughs> so at this point, you'd think that this would be the craziest thing you've heard. No, it's not. <laughs> so investigators ask Angela, where's James's body? And she says, you know, I just thought if I could make him smaller he'd disappear or reduce him down to size is actually what she said uh, and wow. investigators <laughs> is this is this bringing back flashbacks of any of our other episodes <laughs> like the first one <laughs> yeah like a little bit yes <laughs> so investigators are unclear about like what does that mean so they said how are you going to do that and she says well i had to cut him up and she says that she drove James's body back to her house and she dismembered him with a hacksaw. Okay. She can't remember where the hacksaw was. You know, they're trying to ask for details as they do. They want as much yeah. detail as possible to like prove this happened. And so they're like, well, where did you start? Like all that. And she says she can't remember. Yeah. And then she well, I mean, says- To be fair, she's all fucked up on muscle relaxer and alcohol supposedly. Right. And she's not like a big, like she's not a very large woman. Like she's pretty thin. So I'm sure this was already difficult for her to like get his body there and all yeah, that. Um, so she thinks that she can maybe make him even smaller. Like. That she's going to try to cremate him. Oh, um, honey. But to begin that process, she boils his head in the pot on the stove. What? Wait, didn't this happen? Isn't this ha what happened in yeah. another one? <laughs> well, no, the other one, she was just, she did it on purpose. Like, yeah, she like, like she was planning on eating him or something? Feeding it to the children. Feeding it to the children, that's right. Shoot. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So, <laughs> so she tells the investigators that that was what she was referring to when she says that she wishes they would have come into her house on the first day because. His head was in the pot on the stove as they were talking to her. Yeah. Oh, like what? Wait, first of all, what does she think boiling the head in water was going to do? I know. Wouldn't that make it harder to cremate? Because it's going to be all wet. I have to wait for it to dry out. 
<laughs> oh my god. I mean, I've never thought about cooking a body, but I guess I haven't either. I just don't feel like boiling is the way to go. No. No, I don't think so either. That's so obviously her plans to cremate him did not work. So she like put his body parts, I guess, in plastic bags and disposed of it. Um, she even got her teenage son to help, but her teenage son did not know it was a body. Okay, I was like, what the fuck? I guess, like, prior to that, recently, like, she had hit a deer. So her son thought that it was, like, her getting rid of the deer. Oh, my God. That yeah. son, can you imagine how traumatized he is now that he's found out he was lugging a dead body around for his mother? Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> so they um, end up bringing his body right back to that cemetery. And dumped his body there. And just like... Well, I guess the cemetery was used as a dump site. Like, there was an area right by it that, like, people dump stuff randomly. Okay. So, I don't know, I guess. That's so weird. That's where he he is. (laughs) So, she was the person then that was, like, sending the text messages from his phone to make it look like he was still... Right. So okay, so she, was she just like driving around, like texting people, or like, she went? She must have been. Yeah. I, I at one point she disposed of the phone. Like I wonder if she drew, drove, drew, but <laughs> drove, <laughs> drove further, and um, like maybe just eventually dumped the phone. I don't really know. Or yeah, or like threw it in the back of somebody's truck or something as they were like driving around or. That's a good one. I don't know. That's, I mean, that's not saying that I'm like trying, <laughs> but just like if I had to like keep a phone on so it looked like somebody was getting away, I'd like, I don't know, tape it to a semi or something. True. So that was kind of her confession. Obviously, there was. Yeah, I'm like, um, that's um, kind of her confession. That sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> so. Everything went pretty quickly after this. So remember that's like the end of April and they end up having her trial on December 2nd of the same year. So okay. it was quick. Yeah. Uh, which I mean, what's, what else do they have to find out? Like, right. Yeah. Did they ever like recover his body? I don't know. Nothing yeah. really said that, but I'm assuming they did. Yeah. Cause they, I feel like that, that they would want to do that to like prove yeah. her story. Yeah. I'm assuming they did. Yeah. So, on December 2nd, the trial begins. Even though she confessed to everything, she never actually confessed that it was, like, murder because she claimed it was self-defense. That he was right. Her. And so her defense attorneys obviously go with that theory and want to prove that, like, she didn't mean to do it. Yeah. But prosecutors say otherwise. Like, they think it was murder, she planned this, and she was basically trying to get money back, essentially. Yeah. So... It, they end up discovering in the trial that not only is James overdrafting on the account, but Social Security also had, like, kind of caught on to all this and was sending letters to Angela asking her, like, why is this account overdrawn? And, like, trying to get all that information. So I think that put that ex- extra pressure on her to, yeah. like, something about it. So according to the prosecutors, um, 
all of this was so upsetting to her, you know, the letters, the overdraft fees, all of that pressure that she just kind of wanted to end all of it. Mm -hmm. And when they're doing the trial, they end up enlisting the help of her sister to testify against her. Oh, and did her sister do it? Yes. (gasps) I would be so mad at my brother if he testified (laughs) against me. Well, there's even more to it that our sister. (gasps) Okay. So her sister says that that time when she called 911, she thought not only that Angela was going to hurt herself, but that she's also going to hurt the children. Okay. And she also tells them, and this is something, so that was something that like she had already planned to tell them during the trial, but she tells them something that she didn't, like, nobody knew she was going to say. Like, while she was on the stand? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she says that on April 20th, so that was the day before they, like, filed the missing persons report, yeah. that Angela had called a family meeting with the kids, her dad, and the sister, and told all of them that she sedated James, wrapped a cord around his neck, then when he... When she thought he was dead, she put an ice pick in his eye to make sure he was dead. Okay, this makes more sense. So, from that information, and, you know, this is in the trial, now they could change it to, like, premeditated murder. Yeah. So, the defense tries to say, like, Angela snapped, and it was an accident. Yeah. And confession can't be taken seriously because she had a mental breakdown, like, all of that stuff. Right. So... (laughs) Angela also testifies, which I guess is not as common. No, you never, never yeah. testify if you're the one that did the murder. Like, that's never, it will it ever look good for you. And it did not go well. No, <laughs> it never does, ever. It probably made it even worse. So she, you know, they, they want her to testify trying to, like, convince the jury that she, it was self-defense. It yeah. Um, yeah. But... She, like, wasn't emotional. She couldn't persuade them that, like, she had the emotions to prove that she... Like, lay it on thick. Like, ooh, I'm scared. In fact, when they asked her, like, if she was cooking James on the stove when the investigators got there, her response was, oh, no, I turned the stove off. (gasps) (laughs) No. Oh, I wasn't cooking it. The stove was not on. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Honey, Angela. Without her name, Angela. Angela. <laughs> she also tells them that um, she couldn't fit his head in the pot until she pulled the ice pick from his eye. Oh no. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Just put the nail in the coffin right there. Yeah. <laughs> So, surprisingly, though, the jury actually deliberated for almost three hours. Whoa! I mean, that's still quite fast, but it's, like, to me, this is, like, the obvious. Yes. (laughs) And they end up convicting her of uh, three things. Uh, First, free murder, abuse of a dead body, and tampering with evidence. And in er, in California, in Florida... um, First-degree murder is a life sentence, so she did getting life in prison. Yeah, well, for the best. Note to self, if you need money, don't kill your neighbor and cook them. Yeah, no, I think that, um, I just, 
will mind my own business. I won't, you know, get involved with literally anybody else's money. If your neighbors across the street come ask you to open a bank account, just say no. Right. Exactly. Even if they're really nice and seem like they could be for your friend. Yeah. Offer you free limo drives or something. <laughs> Don't do it. Oh my God. That is so crazy. I'm still like a little mad at the sister, but like maybe they just didn't have a great relationship. But like me and my brother are like super tight. He would never snitch on me, I feel like. But I wonder if the sister did it because like the sister really truly was scared that like if she didn't get convicted that like she would hurt like her kids or yeah that's true like that or maybe even her I don't know yeah I wonder what like Angela's life kind of was before was she always kind of like a little unstable or you know what I mean um, or like, so there was a little bit more that like I didn't get into a ton of detail about because it didn't seem as relevant but like I guess when she was younger she was diagnosed with hypothyroid. And okay. so she had a lot of, like, other issues stemming from that. Like, she, um, I think, like, she had depression and she had, like, some other issues. Yeah, and that, like, I think messes with your hormones really bad. Yeah. yeah. So, like, she definitely had a little bit of a rough life in the, you know. Oof. But. Uh, well, so I can't. Case of Angela Stoltz. <laughs> I cannot believe the full body like goosebumps that I got on <laughs> this one. Like so <laughs> crazy, and like only in Florida, you know. Like that. Like this was on TikTok. Like that's how I found this. <laughs> I love that. Um, <laughs> did wait? Did you send me the girl that does it? I'll send it to you though. Yeah, please do. I want to go like spiral down her TikTok now. This um, one was so good. Her, her most recent one is about um, somebody that, like, shoplifted, mm-hmm. and they found, like, a bunch of, um, was it, oh, no, not shoplifted. Um, the person had, like, exotic animals that they couldn't have in the state of Florida, and they <laughs> found a bunch of turtles in a backpack and a full-long alligator in her pants. Like, <laughs> why? These are the kinds of stories that she talks about. You know what's funny is so when you're like, you know, traveling internationally or whatever, you always see like weird posters and customs of like, it'll be like a picture of a parrot. It's like you can't bring your parrot from, you know, wherever. This one. <laughs> what? And you're thinking to yourself, somebody had to have done this one. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I like, I watch, look at those posters and it's like, this is like weird marketing for like, <laughs> a do not do situation like what was the story <laughs> like, those stories about um or like the warning labels on products mm-hmm. and there's one for like chainsaws that's like do not stop with hands or genitals and it's like uh, who, who did this like why though <laughs> who do you need to tell to not do this like I well and, like the very basic example of that is like mcdonald's like caution hot on all the coffee Like, who's Spade Racer, like, driving down my neighborhood right now? (laughs) You have, I have people in the basement. You have people racing down the street. I just realized, too, I mean, this one's, like, a lot less scary than um, the all four episodes of The Golden State Killer. But I'm like, "Hmm, I don't know if I want to keep doing this while I'm home alone. (laughs) 
I know we usually do it earlier, so yeah. It's funny. Okay, well that was amazing. That was hilarious. What? Like full circle, talking about Catherine Knight. Yeah. Me of it so much though, and I had to do it. Yeah, and like it's so funny when you were like describing like her dismembering the body, and then especially when you got to like boiling the head. Was that the same case? Yeah, Catherine Knight. Yeah. 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 I was just picturing her house, those photos of their, her house with, like, all the <laughs> shit hung on her ceilings. I'm like, oh, no, no. Like, uh, so insane. Well, that's the end of that. Um, join us next time on True Crime Tea Time. What we'll talk about, I have no idea yet. I'll have to find another good one maybe on TikTok. Uh, but in the meantime, you can follow... Um, true crime tea time on social media um, it's on twitter and instagram so it's true crime the letter t and then time and check back next tuesday oh i think really quick just yes. to for the people that are really committed and just want to like listen to this last like two minutes i want you to talk about your meme you posted and the hashtag from the golden state killer oh, oh my gosh the hashtag i need to tell you okay so, <laughs> I've scheduled posts specifically for the Golden State Killer for, like, the next four days or whatever. Right. And I have to add another one because the hashtag for the most recent one, which is episode three, so episode four will have been out by now, but it was episode three, um, was Paul Holes. And it's, like, people who love Paul Holes. And the hashtag that everyone uses is hot for holes. <laughs> And at first, I was like, I can't post this. Like, something is just not going to come oh, up. Oh, yeah. Like, like that. But if you click on that hashtag, literally all it is is Paul Holes. I spiraled for probably 45 minutes after you told me, like, that that post was doing really well. And I was like, really? And so I, like, went and I clicked on the hashtag and I just scrolled for probably, like, 45 minutes just laughing my fucking head off. It was <laughs> so amazing. I had to post another one because people loved it so much. And the original one was like 400 times more like, I, mean, I like guess. engagement or whatever. Yeah, engagement yeah. than any of the other posts. And so I was like, <laughs> well. I yeah, I gotta follow this up. <laughs> so thank you to everybody who loved that meme. I mean, he's great. I like him. Yeah, so amazing. <laughs> okay, well that's what you're gonna get out of true crime, the letter T time. So, <laughs> funny things like that. So, thank you, Jacqueline, for joining me today. Thank you. This was fun. <laughs>